0: are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Today we got a really fun show going on for you. First things first, we got to talk about some potential award winners and nominations for Arizona State football players. After that, we're going to take a more in depth look at the Sun Devil struggles against the tight end and how it will impact the game this week versus Washington State. Finally, we're going to look at three players who deserve expanded roles for the remainder of the season. As always, this is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Richie Bradshaw, joined always by my good friend Connor Drios. Make sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, anything and everything in between. We're there Monday through Friday giving you the best Sun Devils content that you could possibly ask for. Follow the three of us on Twitter, myself at RichieBrads36, Connor at Drios, and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. And again, thanks for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms. Connor, I am unfortunately required to ask you, how are you?
1: You know, you've always said like the, I'm obligated, I'm required. You've never added unfortunately until now and that just kind of hurts. Like it makes me feel like you don't care about how I'm doing. I barely even know who you are. Friends for a decade, but okay. Uh, but otherwise, I- I'm doing okay. We are at Hump Day, right? We are getting closer and closer to that Sun Devils game. I- I'm kind of past Utah at this point. Like, it-, it is what it is, right? We just can't fix it. You've Got to move on. Got to keep your eyes forward and just fi- like fix what you can fix. Yeah, right? you
0: got to put that in re- your rear view mirror and move forward, especially with a bye week. Yeah, that that game will be two weeks ago by the time we roll around to play Washington State. Yeah, you got to put it behind you.
1: Yeah, so I- I'm just trying to to kind of not forget. You got to learn from your mistakes, but just move on and i'm excited about a game this weekend like i will always give somebody credit i'm never going to come out and just say well we're absolutely going to smack this team but i will at least say i'm feeling pretty good about this game
0: so far yeah for what it's worth uh from the lion king rafiki just popped into my head where like he smacks simba and he's like yes the past can hurt but there's two things you can do you can either run from it or learn from it so with arizona state we could either be upset about the Utah game, or we can move forward with the things that we learned from that game.
1: I'm glad you prefaced it with Lion King, so if we just had Rafiki, I'd have no idea who you're talking about, because I didn't remember his name. You'd think, like, some voodoo stuff going on. But the fact that you even, like, referenced the Lion King on a Wednesday edition of the podcast, I, I don't know if that's, like, the- a good place for it. I just didn't think that was going to happen today, so... But hey, like, we're-, we're checking a box we didn't think needed to be checked.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, extra credit for us, and a little bit of brownie points with all of our... Nostalgic 90s kids who are graduating from Arizona State and getting ready to go to homecoming this week against Washington Ooh, State. Ooh, homecoming. Yes, homecoming. Where hey, aren't we going home? this week? Well, I guess you're going home. I mean, I, I'm going home. You're coming with me. Yeah, uh, for what it's worth, me and Connor will be down in Tempe for the game this weekend. We haven't decided what restaurant we're going to hit up during the day and potentially afterwards. I don't really know what our plans are yet. But but we'll yeah, be at the it, game. Hit us up, so. yeah. So the for I mean, obviously Herm listens to the podcast. So Herm, hit me and Connor up. We'd love to uh, We'd graciously love to host you. Yeah, love to have a beer with that man. I mean, just to pick his brain for an hour, I would learn so much from him. What do we always say? Hey, Herm. Why'd you have so many penalties this week? That's not what we always say. Oh, the other
1: thing we always say. What's the other thing we always say?
0: We say that man will forget more about That's football right. than we'll ever learn. No, if you ask him... Hey, Herm, why'd you forget about all those penalties you were supposed to fix again this week? I hope that he would punch you in the face. I, I hope that he would just rearrange your teeth in a way that not even your dentist could fix it. I am not listening to what
1: you said, but I'm pretty
0: sure you said Davy O'Brien Award. I was just about to say, we should probably dive into our content now. Enough with the rambling and, and moaning and whining and crying. Let's let's go ahead and jump right in. So, Connor let us off right away with a little tease. The Davy O'Brien Award, which is a fan-voted award for the top quarterback, has officially added Jaden Daniels of Arizona State to its watch list.
1: It's a, a top 40 watch list. So, uh, again, it is a, a fan vote. So, what's going to happen is it's this week. So starting yesterday so october 26th it runs through sunday the 31st through halloween uh, essentially on three different social media platforms i think it's off the top of my head twitter facebook and instagram uh quarterbacks on this list with the most uh, essentially votes but i believe it's just in uh in the way of like likes on social media uh quarterbacks with the most likes get to move on to the second stage and it's essentially the top 16 of these 40 so uh, Jaden Daniels. While I wouldn't expect him to win, it would be nice to at least see him get some recognition on social media uh, as potentially a top sixteen quarterback. But we, we see a lot of, of Pac twelve football and get to see a little bit of like some of the other higher ranked schools with quarterbacks that are just playing a little bit better. So Bryce Young, I, I who is that guy again? I, I think he plays at some like no name school, right? Yeah, it's something small in like the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, never whatever uh, that is. Never heard of him. So. Uh, but yeah, if, if you're checking this out, go go research this and, and vote for Jaden Daniels. So, uh, But bottom line is it's still great to see the recognition. Like saying he's like a top 40 quarterback in college football, la-di-da, that's great. But we, we just want to see him potentially move on. Um, I'm hoping we also get to see the amount of total votes. So, for example, if he misses out and he's like number 17, okay. I, I'm just kind of curious what other people think. But at the end of the day, like a fan vote ultimately is, like, a, a flawed system,
0: right? I, I'm not sure, like... It, are you telling me that the Pro Bowl and the All-Star games are flawed? Yes, 100%. Um, I don't believe you. It just... It, I, I don't know if there's
1: necessarily a perfect way, like... No matter what, like, when some of these votes come out, like, people feel like they're, their specific player or somebody got screwed, right? In, in this case... We'll, we'll, we'll see where Jaden Daniels ends up. If he's not top 16... I'm not complaining. Like, I, I'm not going to be worried about that. I just, I'm curious where the fans think he's going to end up, in this case, in the top 40.
0: As long as he's ahead of Spencer Rattler, I think we can all agree that it's a good list.
1: Jaden Daniels has not been benched this year, so it's a, a pretty big uh, pretty big vote of confidence for him. But again, like, but it is Caleb Williams on this list, so at least we can rest assured he's not going to get outvoted by somebody else who got benched.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, and, and at the end of the day... I, I do think that Daniels is probably top twenty in the nation. And that's not saying much. Like if you think about it, that just in the power five alone, top twenty on average would mean you're one of the four best in your conference and that doesn't factor in all the other schools that make up the rest of the country, like the Sunbelt and the Mac and the WAC and the AAC and everything and everything in between. But I, I do like to think that Daniels is probably a top three quarterback in the Pac-12. P- top five safely, potentially top three. And him being name to the Davey O'Brien watch list is really nice. But I guess we'll see how the rest of it goes. But me and Connor, we're going to have a little fun here. And we have two other players that we think should be added to watch lists. Not finalists by any means, but just watch lists. We start with Rashad White for the Dope Walker Award.
1: Rashad White's just been so good, man. Like, I, it bums me out, seriously, that he's a senior, and we only got four games with him last year. Like, understanding his Juco background, like, he had to go through what he had to go through just to get to where he was, but I'm going to severely miss watching Rashad White. But he is going to play in the NFL. How much work he gets as a rookie is really going to be dependent on potentially where he goes, what his draft stock is, potential guys ahead of him, but we'll, we'll see, man. I, I really do think Rashad White's got a solid future ahead. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how far that can take him.
0: He would be one of the guys where I, I will guarantee you we see him on Sundays, whereas the rest, the rest of the guys that we really like and should be on NFL rosters, I don't know if they're guys who are like long-term going to stick in the NFL. I, I safely and confidently believe that Rashad White is going to have even just a small stint in the NFL and actually record statistics. I think it's going to be very hard for you to not get him on the field but focusing on his college production, ten touchdowns. He's what like, like our second or third leading receiver. He's I our actually leading think he's, rusher.
1: He's our, our fourth now. Is he I the believe. fourth? I believe so. He
0: is our leading rusher, though. Like I said, ten touchdowns. Eight, he's really, really close to a thousand scrimmage yards. He's he's done absolutely everything that he could possibly do for this offense, even flirted with special teams a little bit before he said, you know what, we don't want you out there just in case.
1: Yeah, just just too good. So, well, again, we're not saying that he should win the award, but I would go as far as to say he's playing better at his position, regardless of how difficult it is. He's playing better at his position than Jaden Daniels is, in my personal opinion. So the, the fact that he is playing just so darn well, especially in two facets of the game, um, he's at least got to be on that potential list.
0: Yeah, and I don't think we've talked about Darian Butler yet, so we yeah, we're going to go ahead and talk about Darian Butler. Put him on the watch list for the Dick Buckus Award, which is the nation's top linebacker. Our Ar- dude, Darian Butler, has three interceptions, two sacks, a large handful of tackles for loss, and 44 tackles through, what's it been, seven games?
1: Yeah, and it feels like a lot of that did come earlier on in the season, but at the same time, when you watch ASU football... You see the impact he makes. There are several plays a game, whether it is a turnover or not, or whether it is a sack, a huge tackle or something. But you just, I, I find myself watching, and every, I would say probably like two, three times a game, I go, mm, of course, Darien Butler. Butler's in on that play, and he's making that big stop, whatever it is. So while he may not be putting up uh, like some of the interceptions and sacks like he has earlier on in the season, the dude is an absolute presence.
0: Yeah, and I do wish that he was more of a stat stuffer for the sake of being on a watch list, but anyone who's watched any Arizona State football or any Pac-12 football for the four games that Arizona State has played inside the conference should know who Darian Butler is and should know the kind of impact that he has on the football field. So with that being said, that's about all the Sun Devils we think should deserve at least a notice for an award not necessarily being a finalist or even winning the award, just guys that we believe deserve a look. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and head into our first break. When we return, we are going to sit down. We're going to talk about the potential issue that Arizona State has had against the tight end and how that may not be a problem moving forward, or at least against Washington State. You are listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast.
1: All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I personally love this, and I know you will too. Price Picks is a leader in college sports and daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world, and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. They offer any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users that deposit and use your promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Here's how it works. You pick 2-5 to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. PriceBase allows mixed-force entries, which means you can take the over on LeBron and combine that with the under on Mahomes and the exact same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the app and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PricePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePix.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. Or go to your app store and download the app today. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy.
0: And we're back for our second segment of the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. As always, thank you guys so much for making the Locked On Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember that we're free and available on all platforms. Now that we've returned, we're going to go ahead and discuss the elephant in the room, when it comes to the defense, the tight end, and how bad Arizona State has been up against the tight end, and some potential good news going up against Wazoo this week. Connor, you've got a tweet pulled up from Brad Denny of Speak of the Devils, very very well-known Sun Devils uh, insider. If you guys aren't following him, just make sure you follow him, because he's absolutely fantastic.
1: At me, Denny29, if you're interested. But he had a great tweet this week. It, I don't know if putting things into numbers makes me feel better or worse. Uh, we've just kind of known that they've been bad against the tight end. It doesn't matter if you were picked up off the streets or if you've been there for four years and you're a solid veteran. But either way, in their last three games, the Sun Devils defense is allowing these stats to the tight end. UCLA, they gave up 9 for 136 and 1. Woof. Stanford is 6 for 118 and no touchdowns. Woof and then Utah was 11 catches for 111 yards and two touchdowns. Woof. That is a total of 26 receptions for 365 yards and three touchdowns. Woof, woof, it, woof. It just it makes me think no matter what team we're going up against if they have a tight end that literally just breathes and has a pulse, they're going to have a good game. I don't know what it is, we do have a good defense. That's not even it's it's not even biased, but apparently they do have their kryptonite and it is tight ends.
0: Well, and that that BYU tight end Rex Something like that? Uh, they had
1: two, but Isaac Rex scored that second touchdown because of the, the backup quarterback that came in. So he was the guy that uh, Jake Hatch blocked uh, on Cougars had highlighted. And we hadn't heard his name a whole lot. And when the announcers uh, screamed his name because of the touchdown he scored, that basically sealed the game. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. So that that hurt a lot.
0: I'm pretty sure he had two touchdowns in that game. I could totally be wrong. That's, I'm pretty sure he had two. He that is just, have, that's the one I'm remembering. He did have one late in the game, but. Yeah, if if you're a tight end, you are going to have success against the Arizona State Sun Devils defense for one reason or another. And maybe that's the reason why we don't talk enough about Darian Butler or Kyle uh, Sully or Merlin Robinson is because the tight end has just been such a problem that whoever's fault it is, is just like you need to be fired. But not really because we we love all those guys. So, Reggie, are you
1: ready for this news?
0: Uh, it better be good news. Washington State
1: literally, uh, this is not an exaggeration, they literally do not have a tight end on their roster.
0: Woo! That's all right. the best news
1: I've heard all day. Some, uh, some Ric Flair in there. Uh, they, like, I'm not even exaggerating. If you go onto their, their team website, they do not have a tight end list on their roster. I saw that tweet by Brad Denny. I'm like, well, you mean you don't have any notable tight ends, right? In, in the famous words of one Ron Burgundy... I don't believe. You. I don't believe you. And it went and checked it out. Sure enough, it, which means they just must run it. Uh, I I don't have the numbers in front of you, but we were talking before in the plot or off air. We they've got to run a ton of tempers now, which kind of makes sense considering their team stats for the total in Pac-12 uh, in terms of offensive yards. They average 252 yards through the air, uh, which is good for a second only behind USC in the conference. So if they're going to try to beat ASU, they're going to do it through the air, and it's not going to be to a tight end. Uh, But do we have any good cornerbacks on our team? Um, Last I checked, yes. Yes, Okay, cool, 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 cool. So it's not so much that they don't have good wide receivers because they definitely do. But Calvin Jackson, if it is, if it is Jack Jones versus Calvin Jackson, it's not so much that he can't take advantage, but I will at least uh, feel pretty comfortable if that's what they're going to try to do to us. Um, I will feel comfortable if they will have a subpar game through the air.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, you're not going to have that Achilles heel bugging you. So in one sense, we're not going to know if it got fixed. But in another sense, we can take solace knowing that even if it didn't get fixed, that we don't have to stress about it this week. Now you just have to stop a high-flying off, uh, passing offense that Washington State has employed for the last 10 years, e- even after the Mike Lee chair and even after their recent head coach, whose name's escaping me at the moment. Got can for you know like personal reasons. What whatever your stance on that is is completely irrelevant. the The point is, re- regardless of who's been calling the plays, they've been a a very pass heavy offense for the longest time. Like I, I can go back all the way to the days of like Connor Halliday was their quarterback, and that felt like almost ten years ago. Luke Falk was setting some records with them too, but and there's been tons of guys over the years, but. Yeah, not having to worry about a tight end is really, really nice. But this, this is going to be one of those games, Connor, where they're going to get their passing yards. It's just a matter of whether or not you can hold them out of the end zone.
1: Sure, Ben, don't break. When you have guys like Calvin Jackson, Travell Harris, are uh, mm-hmm. the probably two most notable wide receivers, and they've got a couple others uh, that can contribute to this team as well. Uh, that's where they're going to be focusing. So, yes, we do not have to focus on the tight end this week. We, it's, it's literally impossible for us to give up stats to the tight end. So, in terms of like giving up yards, receptions, touchdowns, all that to, to tight ends when we look at it. This is literally a bonus game that's going to help our stats against them.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Finish your
1: thought. But overall, obviously, we have not been great against the tight end, and they don't expect that to get fin- uh, fixed at all this year.
0: Well, and the part where Arizona State's going to have to pick up the slack for stopping these wide receivers is Washington State does have a really good running back in Max Borgie, who's been there for the better part of, like, 15 years now. I think it's four, but... I think, it's four. I think it's 15. Give or take. 90. I think he's been there longer than I've been alive. And Dion McIntosh, for what, it, what it's worth, Are you is also. 14 put years up, old? Yes. Okay. Dion McIntosh has also put up really solid numbers, too, but Max Borgie is the guy. He, he was a stud a few years ago. Uh, he caught 86 passes in one season. He scores touchdowns like it's nobody's business, and he's a stud. So he, he's going to be what helps keep Washington balanced. But at the end of the day, they're going to be wanting to throw the ball a lot, a lot, a lot. And it's going to be up to a very good Sun Devils pass defense to slow them down. Without the tight end, Connor, we have the corners to stop the receivers, and we have the front seven to slow down the run game. I think that we are, not not that Wazoo's been great this year, but this is Wazoo's kryptonite figure. I don't know if they're good enough to overcome this.
1: Yeah, I mean the only thing left to do is really play the game. We can kind of talk about it in detail all we want, but we'll see, man. We will see. I, I, I feel pretty good about it, even though they've got a, a really solid passing attack. Uh, again, like you said earlier, I'm not going to be surprised if they just start giving up chunk yards. It's it's really annoying as a fan when that does start happening. But like, if you can keep them out of the red zone, they can put up as many yards as they want. I don't care. Like they're they're going to score touchdowns. Like our, our defense is good, but they're probably going to score touchdowns, and that's fine. It's just, can you adjust when potentially Jack Jones or Chase Lucas, uh, I think it was Jack Jones. Who? Jack Jones is getting beat in coverage. Like they're going to have their plays because they are that good through the air. But can you limit the mistakes? Can you, uh, essentially, if you do give up some yards, that's all well and good. Can you stop them when it matters?
0: Pretty much. So with that being said, that's going to wrap up our second segment. When we return, we're going to talk about Three Arizona State Sun Devils that we're hoping for the remainder of the season now that we've passed the bye week. We're hoping that these guys get an expanded role. We're not saying start them. We're saying get them on the field more often because they are playmakers and we have faith in them to continue building a future with the with the Sun Devils football team. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Hey y'all, it's time to talk to you once again about Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried Bilt Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's just a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars for yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. But a Bilt Bar is soft. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience. One that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low in carb, low in calorie, low in fat, low in sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious with so many flavors. Seriously, they got just about something for everybody. Raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, seriously, you're gonna have to check it out for yourself and even more exciting is this month, Built Bar is coming out with a new limited time flavor. Every three to four days. So make sure to check that website often because you don't want to miss out on something that you're potentially going to love. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 at BuiltBar.com.
1: We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, postseason baseball, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the twenty twenty one season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts.
0: And we return for the final segment of a Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast. We're going to go ahead and close it out talking about three players the Arizona State Sun Devils have on their football team that we believe deserve a bigger role moving forward in the season. Connor, there's one thing that stands out about these three, which is... They're all extremely young, right? Like When we
1: talk about needing an expanded role for some of these players... It's almost, I feel like, selfish on our part because we just want to see more. When we go into the 2022-23 season, we want to know what we're getting with some of these players, and we're only seeing a little bit of that that time that these snaps that they're getting. I I just want to know what they can do. But they're all super young that we're going to be discussing.
0: Well, tell you what, I'll let you pick the first one. We have three guys in mind. I'll let you pick who we talk about first.
1: Let's go with uh, Eric Gentry, uh, linebacker for us, who is, uh, again, incredibly young, playing behind three seniors. Uh, so whether that's Merlin Robertson, Darian Butler, or Kyle Sully, so uh, three studs or at least guys that have been with this team for a while and have kind of earned that playing time. But Gentry's played a, a little bit more time, more so due to like filling in for the injuries. I think Sully was out earlier this season uh, with uh, he missed like a game or two, and Gentry kind of
0: stepped up. He, he got and... ejected for targeting, and Gentry played for the gotcha. two halves that he was out because. Because solely did it in the second half, so he missed the first half of the game against UCLA, I believe. Here's where this gets interesting, Gentry, to me, over anybody else, is
1: yes, people are going to be leaving ahead of him uh, because they are seniors that essentially have to leave the team. We're losing three linebackers. Three. Gentry's got to step up and, and play well. And again, it's not that he hasn't. He just There's not really a spot for him, at least for consistent snaps this year. I want to know what Eric Gentry can do with a, a full four quarters.
0: Yeah, and what's cool about him is he, he's just like this big ball of clay that you're going to be able to mold into something great because he's six foot six, You can't teach size, and he's only 200 pounds, and he's long. You can add this weight onto him and move him all over the place. He could be – so this, this is like absolute best-case scenario. Don't hold me to this because he was insane. He could be what Anthony Barr was at UCLA, where he could rush the passer, but then he goes to the pros and he turns into an off-ball linebacker. That could be Eric Gentry. And again, take that with a massive grain of salt because of how great Anthony Barr was with We're the We're just Bruins. talking about the flexibility, at least. Yeah, exactly. And I think Gentry can be that guy where you're able to flex him all throughout the defense and ask him to do a bunch of different things. What we've seen so far out of him looks very, very promising. And I would really love if the Sun Devils could find a way to get him on the field more often. Like, leave Darian Butler out there 24-7. Merlin Robinson should be out there for 90% of the snaps. Soli, I'm not totally sold on. And, like, maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe I've got some kind of personal bias against him because he frustrates me. For whatever reason. I, I don't know what it is. But I'm not the biggest sol- uh, Soli fan in the whole world. So if we could get him in... Uh, him and Gentry into a part-time role. And I'm not saying 50-50. Like, Sully can still play 70-80% of the snaps. But if you can get Gentry on the field just so that we get more of a taste of him, that would be my preference. What about when his brother Connor plays instead? Who? Connor Soli. Are, are you messing with me? No,
1: I'm just back on this team. You got my brother.
0: Oh. What about James T. Sullivan? Get out of here. <laughs> I didn't know that you totally just exposed me on my own podcast. Thank you so much for that, Connor. So, anyways, uh, second guy. I'll I'll go ahead and pick this time since you picked first. Let's talk about Daniel Nagata, someone that we have absolutely gushed over for the longest time on this podcast because while Chip Trianum was on the men for what feels like half of the season so far, Nagata has stepped up into his role and he's been absolutely stellar. His best game of the year came against BYU. He carried the ball eight times for 82 yards and a touchdown. Let's not forget, the uh, first three games in the season, he scored all three of those touchdowns. One week, two week, three weeks. So we've seen that potential out of him to where I know that in a bigger role, he can continue to be good. And unfortunately, it seems like the Sun Devils have almost made him an afterthought because of how good Rashad White and Shiptrain and are. I just... I, I want to I wanna be able to use all three of these guys because they're all so good. I've made this comparison before where it feels like this is the backfield from a few years back where Kalen Bellage and Demario Richard were eating up the carries and they had Eno Benjamin behind them and it turned out that Eno was the best of the three. I'm not saying Nagata is the best of the three, but I am saying that Nagata feels like the afterthought right now because Rashad White and Chip Trianum are so good that we're not even giving him a fair shake and it's a shame because he truly is something special
1: yeah for two of the running backs ahead of him plus Jaden daniels taking some carries like and as much as we want this team to pass the ball a little bit more it's really hard to find a, a, a place in this roster um, or at least some playing time i should say uh, unless you're later in the game and you just don't want to get rashad white or chip train him hurt um, that's kind of the only time he's really going to be brought in or at least like hey we need to get Nagata in so I would say because we're still going to have Chip Traynham after this season that it's not as important. But for a team whose identity is set in the run, it's not so much that Nagata is going to be looked at as the backup to Chip Traynham. It is going to be how, is, how are they going to complement each other because they're both going to be heavily involved next year. So while he is not the surefire starter that we just talked about, Eric Gentry, who's probably going to be next year, Nagata is still going to be very heavily utilized, even though it's going to be him and Chip Traynham sharing the ball.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's just it's one of those things I want to see him get more touches. The last guy I want to talk about very, very quickly here is Jordan Clark, one of the safeties for the team, more of a defensive back, if anything, because they uh, the Sun Devils has been able to kind of flex him all over the place. Him and DeAndre Pierce feel very interchangeable, and just guys who don't necessarily need to be pigeonholed into one spot, which is why Clark has been all over the place. I, I think that he should start getting... Some more snaps. He should start getting on the field more often because even though he hasn't been a stat stuffer, his his uh, his game high in tackles is two, and he's done that in five of the six games that he's appeared in. So it's not like he's getting on the field a lot, but when he is on the field, he's a sight to behold. I am very very impressed with what I've seen from Jordan Clark, and that interception he had against Stanford was stellar.
1: Yeah, so uh, again, when you have some other guys kind of playing ahead of him, I'm not sure if they ever are really planning on using him on the outside. Uh, if they do, uh, it's it's a little hard right now with both Jack Jones and Chase Lewis ahead of him. But uh, tell you what, if we're playing against uh, Washington State this weekend and they're running a lot of ten personnel, we might see Jordan Clark on the field uh, much more often than not because they're going to need him.
0: Yeah, we're going to need all defensive backs on deck for such an explosive passing offense and wide receiving core that Washington State has employed. So I want to see I want to see a lot of Jordan Clark this week, and it, I I just I want to see this kid, and he's a sophomore too, so he's got a lot of time to continue growing into this role that could essentially be a starting role for him in 2022. So let let's keep the trend going with getting these young guys reps. I'm not saying start these three guys. What I'm saying is get them more start or more reps. Get them more reps because they deserve it. Not because it's the future, not because they're young, because they deserve it. These three guys are studs. They should be treated as such. They should be rewarded as such. So with that being said, that's going to come to a conclusion for the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember that we put out the best Sun Devils content Monday through Friday on all platforms where you get your podcast. That's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey. Anywhere that you get podcasts, we're there and available for free Monday through Friday. I am one of your hosts, Richie Bradshaw. Follow me on Twitter at brads 36 My co-host, Connor Drios. Follow him on Twitter at C Drios. Follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Sun And now that you have made us your first listen, go ahead and tune in to the Lock On Pac-12 podcast where you get all the Pac-12 news from our favorite host, Cindy Robinson. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And remember, 70 to 7.